0: Hello, everybody. My name is Tyler Russo, and this is the KO Podcast episode number 40. In this episode, I will be reviewing UFC Fight Night, Pavlovich vs. Blades. I also will be reviewing Bellator 294 and Bellator 295. And this upcoming weekend, we have UFC Fight Night song vs. Simone Ring, that... Bell. All right, let's get to UFC Fight Night. Pavlovich versus Blades. We had a bantamweight matchup. We had Brady Heinsten getting the comeback victory over Dana. Bad girl, I believe that's how you say his last name. Very impressive comeback for Heinstein. Moving on, we had a featherweight matchup. We had Francis Marshall taking on Will, William Gomez, and William Gomez gets the decision victory. Moving on, we had a heavyweight bout. We had Muhammad Usman taking on Junior Tafa, and Muhammad Usman gets the decision victory. Next up was a woman's featherweight bout. We had Carol Rosa taking on norma norma dumont and norma dumont gets the decision victory she wants a shot at the woman's featherweight belt who is it's obviously held by amanda nunez so dumont wants nunez next after her title fight with julia pena for the bantamweight championship i mean i say why not because Even Norma Dumont pointed this out. Amanda Nunez has not defended the belt in over two years. So, I mean, that is pretty ridiculous. I would say she's holding up the women's featherweight division, but there is no women's featherweight division except for Amanda Nunez. So, she kind of runs the show there. But Norma Dumont, give her a title shot. Why not after Amanda Nunez takes on Julia Pena in their trilogy fight? Moving on, we had a bantamweight bout. We had Riney Yan yana i believe that's that's how you say his name taking on montel jackson and montel jackson gets the tko finish by brutal ground and pound i believe it was a hook that caught yana and then montel jackson finishes with ground and pound very good performance by him up next we had a lightweight bout we had rick glenn taking on christos gagos i believe that's how you say his last name and christos Gagos gets the TKO victory. Caught Glenn with a good shot and finished him after that. Moving on now to the main card. We had a welterweight bet. We had Jeremiah Wells taking on Matthew Semmelsberger And what a first round this was. Crazy that Semmelsberger did not finish Wells. What resilience Jeremiah Wells has I thought he was going to get finished a couple times in the opening round, but he survives, and Jeremiah Wells gets the decision victory. What a victory by Wells. Like I said, he was hurt really bad in the opening minutes of the first round, but picks up the decision victory. Next up, we had a woman's flyweight bout. We had Isman Lucido taking on Brogan Walker and Lucido gets the decision victory. She is a bright prospect in this division. She is only 21 years old, and at 14 and 5, she's got a lot of experience for her age. Moving on, we had a lightweight bout. We had Bobby Green taking on Jared Gordon, and unfortunately, Bobby Green connected with a headbutt inadvertently with Jared Gordon, But that put Jared Gordon down and hurt him really bad. Bobby Green followed up and finished the fight like he was supposed to. But once they reviewed the fight, it was ruled a no contest because Green's headbutt dictated the ending of the fight. So I hope both of these guys run it back because why not? They both have unfinished business, but very disappointing end for both Green and Gordon in that one moving on we had a middleweight co-main event we had brad tavares taking on bruno silva and bruno silva gets the finish over tavares in the first round bruno silva is always a knockout machine i believe he has 20 career KO, ko's now out of his 23 career wins very impressive now, moving on to the heavyweight main event, we had Sergey Pavlovich taking on Curtis Blades, and Sergey Pavlovich gets the finish in the first round. Blades elected not to grapple at all, he really only tried to grapple once he was kind of already in trouble. I was expecting Blades to grapple within you know 30 seconds to 60 seconds of the fight. He kept it standing, though, through the whole time, and I was waiting for Blades to shoot on a takedown or something like that, but, again, like I said, he chose to stand with Blades, and like I said last week, he got knocked out. So it seemed like every Pavlovich shot that landed clean really hurt Blades, and then Pavlovich threw this beautiful, it was almost like a uppercut straight, but it found the chin And that's really what had Blades hurt and in trouble. And then Pavlovich saw that Blades was hurt and went in for the finish. And man, he goes for the finish. He does not stop until the ref pulls him off. So a big win for Sarve Pavlovich. He definitely has a case to be the next in line for the heavyweight belt. So if Jones and Stipe... If that fight doesn't come to fruition, Sergei Pavlovich is waiting for John Jones. That would be a crazy fight having a technical fighter like John Jones taking on a guy with power and speed like Sergei Pavlovich. That would be fun to see how John Jones handles that challenge. So that is it for UFC. Now let's get to the 2 Bellator events. Bellator 294 took place in Honolulu, Hawaii. It was the first event of a double night of Bellator action. So let's get into this card. Before this card started, we had a lot of weight misses. Unfortunately, Deanna Bennett did miss weight for this main event, so she was ineligible to win the title. But Liz Carmouche still put the belt on the line. If Liz Carmouche lost, she would vacate the belt. I have never really seen a champion do that before, but it's very commendable for Liz Carmouche to have put her belt on the line when it didn't need to be put on the line. And also, we had Ray Borg and Keanu, Keanu Diggs. They both missed weight for catch weight fights. And Scott Coker and Bellator just cut them right after, uh, you know, they did not go to the scales to make a catch weight. Both of them had catch weight. Ray Borg obviously has had weight cutting issues. And unfortunately, this event led to Ray Borg announcing his retirement over Instagram. So, a very sad situation I wish nothing but the best for both men and Ray Borg you know such a bad ending to you know a really good career you know it it seemed like he kind of had a resurgence with Eagle FC but I hope him all of the best and Keani digs I hope him all of the best but Bellator yep they cut both of those guys right away Uh, And I'm pretty sure the reason why that they cut both men was because it was catch weight fights and they just didn't even make it to the way and they did not even step on the scale. So Scott Coker was very agitated about those weight misses. Now let's get to the prelims of Bellator 294. Starting it off, we had Chris Lincioni getting a submission victory. We had Tyrell Fortune getting a disqualification win over Sergey Balamstie. I believe that's how you say his last name. The DQ was because of punches to the back of the head on Sergey's part. So Tyrell Fortune gets a DQ victory. I'm sure that that's not how he wanted to get the W. Moving on, we had Killis Mata getting a submission over Kenneth Cross. And now, let's get to the main card. Kicking off the main card, we had a welterweight bout. We had Levin Cocicelli taking on Michael Lombardo. And celli gets the decision victory. Moving on, we had a bantamweight bout. We had Danny Sabatello taking on Marcos Breno. And Danny Sabatello gets the submission victory. He definitely... Let his hands go way more in this fight. Employed much more ground and pound. So, great win for Sabatello. Moving on, we had a woman's featherweight bet. We had Arlene Blanchco taking on the debuting Sarah McMahon. And Sarah McMahon gets the decision victory. It was a close fight for a couple moments when Coe landed a clean shot, Sarah McMahon was visibly rocked, but her wrestling came in and you know saved her from getting a finish. Of course, Sarah McMahon, an Olympic-level wrestler, so that was a big weapon of hers. And she is now ranked in the women's Bellator featherweight division, or she should be ranked whenever they release their rankings next. Moving on now to the co-main event of the evening. We had a heavyweight bout. We had Tim Johnson taking on Saeed Swa- uh, Swame. And Tim Johnson gets the decision victory in that one. Now moving on to the main event. We had a women's fly- flyweight world title fight. We had the champion Liz Carmouche taking on Deanna Bennett. And very interesting fight. The first three rounds to me it was 3-0 Deanna Bennett. Uh, then in the fourth, Liz Carmouche gets the submission victory. So she retains her title. You know, very disappointing loss for Deanna Bennett. I hope that she comes back and, you know, fights because you know if she can make weight, I just feel that she could maybe compete. Again, for the Bellator Championship. But, obviously, that weight miss kind of puts a damper on that fight for her. But, you know, another close fight with these two women. They're a, they're, they're, they're a great matchup for each other. And, you know, again, Liz Carmouche submits Deanna Bennett. Deanna Bennett had a really good fight up until she got submitted. So, shout out to her for going out there and putting on a good performance. Even though she had weight. You know, she had the weight issue. But, you know, again, great fight from both of these ladies. Liz Carmouche stays the Bellator flyweight world champion. I cannot wait to see what the next matchup is for her. Now, let's go to the next night at Bellator 295. And night two of Bellator was Bellator 295 in the same place. And this card was very, very good. Let's start in the prelims. We had Mads Brunel taking on Justin Gonzalez. And Mads Brunel gets the decision victory. We had Kai Kamaka third taking on Al Ali Edwards. And Kai Kamaka third gets the decision victory in a very impressive performance. He did a lot of body work, a lot of kicks to the body. He looked sharp as ever. And you know, he is getting into a very, very polished form of himself. He's improved so much since he's made the move to Extreme Couture. And he's worked with, uh, you know, just the coaches there. And they have really improved his game. Eric Nixik has really helped kai out uh, you know just improving and rounding out his game so congratulations on the w to kai kamaka the third hopefully he gets a ranked opponent i think he deserves it he is always ready to fight he's always looking to fight and he always makes weight so definitely if you have not already keep an eye out on kai kamaka the third Moving on, we had a women's flyweight bout. We had Samiko Inaba taking on Veta Ortega. And Samiko Inaba gets the decision victory. She almost finished Ortega in the last couple seconds of the fight, if I'm remembering correctly. She is definitely a prospect to watch out in this women's flyweight division. She is now 6-0. Moving on, we had a lightweight bout. We had Arnold Cruz taking on Bobby King, and Cruz gets the victory. And we had a heavyweight bout. We had Davion Franklin getting the W, and we had a women's flyweight bout. We had Bruno Ella getting a decision victory as well. Now, moving on to the main card, kicking off this main card, we had a featherweight bout. We had Aaron Pico making his return after his shoulder injury, and he takes on the always tough James Gonzalez. And Aaron Pico gets the decision victory. He looked like the old Aaron Pico And it's exciting to see Aaron Pico at 100% because he is violent when he throws. He throws everything into his punches, and I just love watching him fight. And shout-out to James Gonzalez. Tough as nails in this fight. I hope Bellator brings him back. You know, this guy is just a fighter that you want on your roster. He's a guy that's going to take a fight anytime, anywhere, And I watched Justin Gonzalez make his Bellator debut against Cody Law, and you know he's got that dog in him, James Gonzalez. So I know he didn't get the victory, but congratulations on staying in there with Aaron Pico and not getting finished. That is very tough to do in its own right. Moving on, we had a lightweight bout. We had Yancey Medeiros taking on Charlie Leary. And Yancy Medeiros gets the submission victory in the first. But what a first round by these two gentlemen. They were swinging and banging. And Yancey Medeiros really hurt Leary. And that, that turned into him submitting Leary. Shout out to these two men for putting on a banger of a fight. And Yancey Medeiros gets uh you know gets a win in hawaii you know that's big for him big for all of the hawaiian fighters that got uh, that picked up wins on this card moving on now we had a woman's flyweight co-main event we had the former bellator flyweight champion lima McFarland. mcfarlane she took on Kanta Wannabe and Lima Le McFarland squeaks out a razor thin decision. This fight was pretty damn close. I wasn't even sure who won, you know, after the fight, after that final bell. Uh, it could have been either woman, to be honest. I wouldn't have been mad if it was Wannabe because it was that close of a fight, but Lima Le McFarland gets the nod. And she's looking to fight Liz Carmouche for the flyweight championship. I think this would be her last fight. She wants to retire as the champion. Of course, Liz Carmouche and her are really great friends too. So that's another element to throw in there. So it seems like Lima Leigh McFarland is gonna get that one, you know, final title shot for her career. So, let's see what happens with McFarlane. Now, moving on to the main event. We had a Bantamweight World Grand Prix Final. And we had the Interim Bellator Bantamweight Championship on the line as well. We had the Bellator Interim Champ, Raphael Stotts, taking on Patchy Mix. And holy crap, Patchy Mix... You talk about a million-dollar shot. He had a million-dollar knee, and it landed on Stotts' chin and put him out cold before he even hit the ground. He was out on his feet before his body landed on the canvas, and Patchy Mix, no need for follow-up shots. He knew it and he is the million dollar grand prix winner for the bantamweight division he gets the interim strap and he gets a belt for the tournament for winning the whole tournament so he had two belts and a big fat million dollar check patchy mix you know he's making a case that he's one of the best bantamweights in the world and this fight was just something I was looking forward to. I expected fireworks. And damn, I got fireworks in this fight. Shout out to Pacchi Mix for putting on a highlight reel knockout. Again, that knee was so fast, I didn't even see it happen in real time. I had to watch the slow motion. And that knee landed cleanly on Stotz's chin. Now we got to see what happens with Sergio Pettis and Patricio uh, uh, Pitbull. Because Patricio Pitbull is going for a Bantamweight Championship. So, Patricio Pitbull could be a three-division Bellator World Champion. That is crazy to think about. But, you know, shout out to Pitbull for chasing history. So, Bellator 295, a great event capped off by an amazing knee by Patchy Mix. Now, let's get to this weekend's action. UFC fight night song versus Simon. Let's get into the card. Starting in the prelims, we have a woman's band white belt. We had we have Haley Cowan taking on Jamie Lynn Hearth. And Haley Cowan has been scheduled for two fights that were supposed to be for her UFC debut. Both of those fights got canceled. So, this is her third try trying to get her UFC debut. So, hopefully, this fight stays intact. Moving on, we got another women's bantamweight bout. We have Stephanie Egger taking on Arena Askeva. I believe that's how you say her name. We have a fun flyweight matchup with Cody Dern and Charles Johnson. That is a great flyweight fight. Now, moving on to the main card starting it off we have a welterweight bout we have josh quinlan taking on trey waters josh quinlan had a vicious knockout in his last fight against jason witt that was a brutal brutal knockout i believe it was a one punch knockout as well and he's taking on Trey Waters, who comes in on short notice. Trey Waters uh, did fight on Dana White's contender series. He was submitted, but he did bounce back with an LFA win. So now he's taking on Quinlan in this short notice opportunity. Moving on, we have a heavyweight belt. We have Marcos Rodrigo de Lama taking on Waldo Cortez Acosta. Acosta is nine and oh and looks to continue his rise in the heavyweight division moving on we got a featherweight bet we have the always exciting julian erosa he's taking on fernando padilla and i believe fernando padilla this is his ufc debut so a tough tough fight for a debut i'm very excited for this as i said erosa's never in a boring fight Moving on, we have a middleweight bout. We had Rodfilo Vera taking on Cody Brundage. We have a middleweight co-main event. We got Cario Bahario taking on Michael Askazuki. I probably butchered his last name. I apologize. But Kario Bahario, undefeated in the UFC, came off of the Contender Series. He is a very interesting player in this middleweight division moving on now to the main event of the evening obviously this was supposed to be the original co-main event but armin sarukian and ricardo moyekano that fight was scrapped because Moricano suffered a injury and speedy recovery to Mar uh, Marcano because he is an exciting fighter and Sarukian is also a very exciting fighter hopefully they can reschedule this fight at a later date but this is the new main event we got Song Yadong taking on Ricky Simone Song Yadong is only 25 but he's had a lot of experience in the UFC he's been fighting in the UFC since 2017, his last fight did not go his way against Cody against excuse me against Corey Sanhagen. It was a doctor stoppage, a really bad cut right near his eye. That's what led to the doctor stoppage. But before that doctor stoppage loss, he was on a three fight win streak, including two finishes. So he's still a he's still the future of this division, but. I say it is, you know, very, I, I, every fight is important, but this fight is super important for Sonya Dong. He's trying to hold his position in this very crowded band weight division, and of course he's going against UFC vet Ricky Simone, and he is on a big win streak. He is on a five-fight win streak, so... Definitely, he is no slouch, and his last win was very, very impressive. He arm triangle choked Jack Shore, who was an undefeated prospect in this bantamweight division. You got a performance of the night as well for that submission over Shore. Shore is now a featherweight, but this is going to be a fun fight. Song Yadong is so crafty with his striking. And he's just so unpredictable. He's got Uriah Faber in his corner, which is always a plus. You know, Faber knows so much about high-level competition in the Bantamweight division. And like I said, Ricky Simone is no slouch. This should be a fun Bantamweight main event. And that is going to do it for this episode of the KO Podcast on Twitter instagram and youtube check my bio for the link tree all the links that you need to have for the podcast are there listed so go and check out the link tree in those bios and thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen stay safe stay blessed bye bye